Բայց կալով այս օրերի մասին, որ մենք իրա մեջ ապրում ենք, ես կուզեմ այսօր հատկապես այս դեպքերն էլ, որ առաջա եկել և նորից մենք այս աշխարկի մեջ նման պաներ ունենալու ենք, And because of what's happened, and because I'm sure we're going to go through similar times again in the future, I'd like to speak about our future hope. Not the present hope we have, but the future hope we have. թրջուններ ունեն եւ նմանում է ջուրին որ ծուկ իրամեջ լողանում է Victor Hugo says hope is, is as important as wings are to a bird and as water is to a fish եւ այդ կան կարեւոր է հույսը մեր համար hope is that important for us Billy Graham ասում է որ մի անգամ ժողովի մեջ որ քարոզում էր մեկ օկիմը թուխ տվավ իրան որ ծեր մարդ էր Uh, Billy Graham spoke about a time when a, a person, an old person in his audience gave him a piece of paper. And he was an old member of the American Parliament. And he'd written, I'm old in age. I've lost any sense of meaning in my life. I'm soon going to enter eternity, but I have no idea where I'm going. I was born, but I have no idea why I was born. I live, but I don't know why I live. And now that I have to die, I have no idea why I'm going to die. Oh God, can you show me a light? Can you bring light to my heart? England's had many atheist scientists. It's also had believers. One of the believers was called Bertrand Russell. He gave a thesis to the young people. And because of that thesis, many, many, uh, many had... Նրանք, որ իրա մտածելակերպը հետևում էին շատեր շատ վատ օրերի մեջ ինգան։ Many lost their faith, lost their way because they followed his principles. Ինչ էր այդ թեզը? What was his thesis? Մենք չգիտենք ինչու համար, որ դեղացենք եկել, որ դեղացենք եկել։ Bertrand Russell said, we don't know where we've come from. Եվ ինչու Երբ որ մեկը մտածում այս հուսախապ խոսքի վրա իրա իմաստը եւ իրա խորուրդը եւ նպատակը ծերքից տալիս բայց ես շատ եմ այս օրերը մտածում որ ինչու աստված թույլ տալիս որ մենք նման դեպքերից անցնենք այսինքն մահվան դեպքերից But I've been thinking a lot, why does God allow us to go through times of death where people around us die? In order that we might really focus so much more we might think more about eternity. I confess that in our churches we don't speak enough about eternity. 
People say, let's focus on the present. No one can predict the future. Let's see what I can have today. Let me pray to see what kind of finances God can give me. If I give this much as an offering, how much will God give me back? What do I need to do to, to achieve success? Christian life has become a trade of giving business to receive. And for many people it's a kind of business. We've been created for eternity. We've come to this world to prepare ourselves for eternity. And our proper place is there. Everything in this world is, is temporary. Now the Bible teaches us about this subject and I want to, to speak about them with a few short points. Firstly, the Bible tells us that this hope is a blessed and joyful hope. Paul talks in the letter of the Titus, chapter 2, verse 13, that of the glorious hope we have in the coming of Jesus. There is blessing in that hope. Because the things which God has prepared for us, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mouth has spoken of that glory. And no mind has been able to embrace it. But God has prepared those for those prepared this for those who love Him. It's a blessed hope because God is taking us from this from this bad world into a good world. From a painful world to a life without pain. It's a blessed hope because God is taking us to a place where everything is blessing. I truly think that those people who have gone to join the Lord are fortunate. The Bible says, Blessed are those who have slept, gone to sleep in the Lord. We who live in this world, we hear bad news every day. We see bad things every day. When we switch on the news, we don't hear anything good. And the main things we mainly see in this life are not happy things. But the others who have gone have gone to a place where there's perfect peace, perfect healing, perfect, perfect health, perfect joy. God has wiped all of their tears. And the curse has been broken completely. 
օրնյալ հույս է so it's a blessed hope եւ երբ որ մենք այս հույսով ավելի շատ զբաղվենք մենք ինքներս էլ շատ կորցնենք and if we concentrate on this hope we'll receive greater blessing գիտեք սուրբ գիրքը ասում է որ վերիները մտածեք the bible tells us to think and meditate on the things that are above heavenly things the heaven should be our, our goal every day because that's why we live he is real he is eternal so we need to keep that blessed hope alive inside of us always the second thing which the bible tells us about this hope is that it's alive it's a living hope 1 peter chapter 1 verse 3 ասում When we say living it means he he exists he's real I think on popoch he's unchanging Vortev yeporas mes kentani I think yerashi tesir chi irakan mepan is alive it means they're real they're not a vision they're not a, yes. a figment of our imagination In papes arash halatatsial cher Uh, initially my father was not a believer and he came to faith with great difficulty and he used to make fun of spiritual things Uh, one day he was making fun of me and he was saying Edward you pray so much you read the bible so much now imagine you die and you realize after your death that heaven and hell never existed it, nothing nothing <laughs> what will happen to you and he was laughing <laughs> he said that then you'll realize that you've been giving your life to a futile cause <laughs> he never called the bible the holy book he called it the book of lies <laughs> It's interesting that his his children became priests. And uh, it's interesting that my elder brother brother Hayek baptized my father when he was 86. But when my father used to say those words I used to say something else. I would say that I'm sure that eternal life is true. It's real. 
But when you say that it's possible that heaven and hell don't exist, well, I say, even if there's a 1% chance that it's not true, I haven't lost anything in my life. I've lived my life with that hope and it's made me joyful. Well, I've got a question for you. When you say there is no hell, what are you going to do if you close your eyes when you die and you open them and you find yourself in hell? I haven't lost anything by believing. But by failing to believe, you've really lost out. Because you're going to find yourself in hell. My dad used to never, was never speechless. He always had an answer to give. But when I asked him that question, he was speechless. And when he repented, uh, he told me that question which you gave me really used to bother me. The, the hope that we have is a real hope. Because it's a living hope. And uh, the resurrection of Jesus is a seal and confirms for us that our hope is living. Jesus never spoke of any doubt about eternal life. He gave confidence to all his followers that whoever believed uh, would receive eternal life. He never spoke in terms of ifs and maybes and if you do this, you'll maybe receive eternal life. The third characteristic, the hope that we have is an eternal hope. Titus 3.3 says it's an eternal hope. The, the Psalms tell us that the hope of the humble, the hope of the humble never expires. The, the Apostle Paul tells us that God has prepared a place for us which is eternal. Which we follow in this world, in this life, even the good things, they're all meaningless. Brother Luke and Sister Nazi just recently lost people who have been extremely close to them, whom they've loved for years, just as I did. Sometimes parents lose their children. Nothing in this life is permanent. Whatever you receive in this life, even if they're good things, they're all temporary blessings. We believe that God heals, and often He has healed. 
But we don't have eternal healing forever. Because the person who has been healed, one day will be sick again. And one day through sickness will die. So the hope that I talk of is an eternal hope. The other things we have in this life are temporary, will pass. Do you know what the Bible has compared it to? It's like the, the life of a man is like water which you pour on the ground. Once it's been poured, then it's gone forever. It's like a flower that looks beautiful in bloom, but two days later dies and has to be thrown away. That's what the life of a human being is like. He says the life of a man, the Bible says, is like a vapor, is like steam, which you see, which you see now, but soon is gone. That's why Solomon, in all of his wisdom, with all the possessions he had, was able to say meaningless, everything is meaningless. But the hope that we have is an eternal hope. I asked the brother who was in prison, I said, why did you stay so faithful and why did you stay so stable after all that suffering you went through? He said, the hope of heaven. I know that all of these sufferings are temporary. Yes, I'll suffer now, but then I'll go and be with the Lord. And as they were beating me, I used to cry out and say, Jesus, I'm ready. I'm ready to come and join you. For that eternal hope, I was ready to take all kinds of suffering. The same happened to the disciples of Jesus. They, they were thrown before lions. And they would, they would be in the lion's den and they would be singing praises. There was a Christian Roman soldier who had come to faith and they took him before the judge. And he said to him, He said, Deny your faith. Otherwise, I'll throw you on an island on your own in isolation for your whole life. He said, You can't do that. He said, because in, in my father's kingdom, I have inherited my father's kingdom. No place is an island. And he said, he said, deny your faith or I'll separate you from your loved ones. And you'll remain in solitary confinement all your life. He said, you can't do that. Because there is a loved one who is so close to me that nothing can separate me from him. He said, deny your faith. 
Deny your faith and will take all your possessions, both objects and both and your family. He said, you can't do that. Because I have a treasure in heaven which you cannot steal from me. Say that deny your faith or I will give you a really painful death. He said, you can't do that either. Because my true life is covered in Jesus. And you can't touch that life of mine. It's eternal life. You can take my body, but I'm going to live forever. That is the quality of, faith, of hope that we have. It's an assurance that we'll be in the presence of God for eternity. And there is no separation there. So we shouldn't really suffer so much for the sake of this painful temporary world we live in for a few days. We should be thinking of eternal things. Praise the Lord for this eternal hope. The fourth characteristic is the hope that we have is a holy, is a holy hope. It's a hope which sanctifies. In 1 John chapter 3 verse 2 it says Whoever has that hope it sanctifies you. It cleanses you. In the way that he is holy. So the hope we have acts as a motivation to live a holy life. This is important. Because the Bible tells us that nothing that is with blemish will enter heaven. Because heaven is a holy place. Holy eyes only can look on, on God. A holy mouth needs to give praise to him Holy hands need to be lifted in his presence. Holy feet need to enter the presence of his kingdom. And the holy room which has been prepared for us motivates us to live a holy life on earth. Jesus says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Without holiness, you cannot see God. One, one person asked the preacher Moody, they said, Will it be possible to smoke in heaven? He said, yes, you can. He said, but you don't smoke the whole cigarette, do you? You throw the last part away. Because um, it's such a holy place, you can't throw rubbish there. So the last part of your cigarette which you throw away, you have to throw away in hell. You can smoke your cigarette, but because there's no rubbish in heaven, you have to throw the last bit away uh, in hell. 
It's a good answer for those people who smile. What's my point? That that's a heaven is a place without blemish. When I remember that one day I'll see Jesus face to face. And one day I have to give an account of my life. I get really scared. I say, Lord, everything in my life has to be correct. Because Jesus says, for every extra word you said out of place, you have to give an account. It's true, we are saved by his grace. I'm not scared that I'll go to hell. But I do feel a sense of, uh, of fear almost. I want to look him straight in the eye. If you have bad relationships with anyone, and you see him or her in heaven, what's the point? You'll be ashamed, but what's the point? Is it better that we have good relationships with each other here And live in, good, in harmony of each other here? One of the members of the church, I asked the question, I said, look, I don't know, are you a Christian or not? I said, answer me, are you really a Christian? He gave a sincere answer. He said, in certain areas I'm a Christian. I said, thanks for being so frank. Can you tell me which areas you're a Christian in? He said, those places where I, I benefit, I'm a Christian. Those places where I lose out, I'm not a Christian. I remember something uh, that a, a clever young child said. In Sunday school. The teacher was telling the story of, of Lazarus and the rich man. The rich man was very wealthy and he enjoyed all earthly possessions. And Lazarus, Lazarus is very poor. And uh, he was in a very poor state and uh, the dogs would lick his wounds. He was, uh, he was a person who had not, he didn't have much to eat and people wouldn't give him food. But Lazarus went to heaven because that was his portion. And the rich man went to hell. And the teacher asked the child, would you like to be like Lazarus or would you like to be like the rich man? All the children say we want to be like Lazarus. But one child said this. Said in this life I want to be like the rich man and the other life I want to be like Lazarus. Do you think it's possible? We have to decide who we're following. The light or the darkness? Satan or God? Blessing or curse? Heaven or hell? 
the kingdom of God or the kingdom of the enemy. It's not possible to follow both. This hope I have tells me that it doesn't matter if people cause you suffering during this life. It doesn't matter if they gossip about you. Don't answer them. It doesn't matter if you do things people don't appreciate because you have a hope in heaven. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you give generously in the offering because you will be rich in heaven. Live for heaven, Edward. If you believe that heaven exists, be a holy person. Live the correct life. Stay away from those things which are not worthy of heaven. Because one day you will go there and you won't be able to take anything with you. And you have to give account for the things which you have done. That hope sanctifies us. And the last thing I want to say, we've said four things, we're going to say four things about hope. It's a blessed hope. It's a living hope. It's an eternal hope. It's a holy, uh, sanctifying hope. Please don't forget these headings. Finally, it's a comforting hope. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 12, what does Paul say? He says, brothers, I don't want to be like those people who have no hope. Paul says, I don't want to be like those people who are, who are suffering but have no hope. Note that he's, he notices that in this life you will have trouble. In this life we will have problems, we will have grief. Even when uh, Stephen was martyred, it says the, the church mourned for him. So Grief and mourning will happen. We will be people who mourn. That's why it says mourn of those who mourn. Weep of those who weep. And share the grief of those people who are in grief. It's not normal if we don't share the grief of those who are mourning. But look what the verse says. I don't want to suffer as those people suffer who have no hope. And then he talks of heaven. That Jesus will come with the trumpet of the angels. first those who are asleep in him will rise. And those who are alive in him, if we're still alive, will be transformed. We'll have a new body. First those who are asleep in Christ will rise and then we will, we will join them. And for eternity we'll be with God. We'll meet the Lord in the air. 
And then it says, brothers and sisters, comfort each other with these words. The hope is comforting. If we don't have a hope like that, how can we find comfort? I remember someone who died left a will like this. He said this, although it's not possible really in practice, but he said, he said, I don't want anyone to cry at my funeral. Don't wear mourning clothes, don't wear black. Go and bury me with music, with happy songs. Bring beautiful flowers. Because today is my day of victory. Today they are putting a crown on my head. Today I am going to heaven. And if we really believe that death for a Christian is victory, it's not defeat. If we believe that death for a Christian is gain, not loss. We, if we believe that death for a Christian is, is uh, a transfer to a new life, not the end. For, death, for a Christian, death means your address changes. First you were someplace. morning turn road. One day I was living in Mornington Road and the next day I have a new, whole new address. That's what death is. Death is enjoying the presence of God. It's not the end. It's not silence. It's entering into a much more glorious place. If you like computers, there you'll have an even better computer. Michael will be thrilled. If you like music, there won't be music like we have here. Perfect music. There will be perfect music. If you like reading, there will be books there to read that have never been written on this earth. Eternal life is altogether more. It's more glorious, it's more beautiful, it's, it's more fulfilling, it's, it's more of everything. Death means to enter the eternal presence of God. That's why Paul says, O death, where is your sting? 
We prayed this morning for those people who are scared of death. Evening, we can pray for those people who are scared of death as well. As people say to me, Brother Edward, you do risky things, especially with, with your work in Iran. The government there really hates you. They can really harm you, especially even in England. I don't want to praise myself. I have many weaknesses. But praise God, I don't have this weakness. I never think about being scared of death. I go to sleep. I go to sleep thinking, Lord, if you, if you take me now, then I've done what I can and I'm joining you. But I'm sure a lot of people don't think that way. They are so tied to this earth. <laughs> My sister-in-law Takrish says, you can't take that freezer with you. You can't take the jewels you have with you to heaven. You can't take the, you can't take the TV or the computer. You can't take your children, you can't take your parents. What can you take with you? The hope which comforts us. Lord, if we suffer in this earth, if we have illnesses which don't get healed, pain which doesn't pass, we know in whom we have believed. If we don't have certain things in this life, if some people look down on us and laugh at us, if people think we're crazy, praise you that we do all this for you and you have given us the hope. If we have to suffer in this life, your, your, your word tells us that through suffering, through much suffering, we will achieve glory. So comfort each other with these words, with this hope. The hope of heaven. If someone doesn't have this hope, how can they be comforted? He has to keep remembering the grave, the soil in the grave, the, 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 the grave itself. He can only look downwards. But the Bible says, look up. Raise your head and look up. He's not there. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Look upwards. All those people in Christ, they are alive with him. As I am alive, you too will be alive. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even though he dies, will live. Whoever is alive in me and whoever, whoever has me will live Do you believe in these words? Jesus said, do you believe in this? I'm asking you, do you believe in this? I'm asking myself. Let's stand and sing about this hope. Let's stand and sing a beautiful song about the coming of Jesus.
Jesus ascended to heaven, soon he will return with the clouds. When I'm talking very much about the coming of Jesus, I'm sorry for not preaching more about it. And I promise to speak more about that in the future. I want to say something. In all the 27 books of the New Testament, there is not one book which fails to mention the coming of Jesus. Do you know how many times the coming of Jesus is mentioned in the New Testament? 318 times. Do you know the first thing we pray in the, in the Lord's Prayer? May your kingdom come. The last, the last thing we pray in Revelation. Come, Lord Jesus, come. That should be our desire. We have to think a lot about the coming of Jesus. He is our hope, our lasting hope. And sing the song with that faith. With faith, sing the song. Hallelujah, 
Aleluia, 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 Presta Aleluia. O pata elevor, Have you ever um, have you ever been in a situation where people are going to another country by boat and you've gone to say goodbye? When, when they leave, they're crying or crying. The boat departs, and people wave wave to the boat until it disappears. And you wait until the, the, the boat disappears. But beyond the horizon, there are people who aren't crying because they've come to greet the people arriving. They've come with flowers and smiles and laughter. But on the other side, people are waiting for them with joy. Praise the Lord. Do you believe it's like that? The angels are greeting people like Angel and like that. Now who is happier, they or we? You know what the Bible tells us? It says uh, if our hope is only for this life, then we are the most then we are the most unhappy let's praise God let's all raise our hands and praise God let's praise him with joy let's praise him for this glorious hope which we have for this glorious victorious hope for this eternal hope for this comforting joyful hope for this living hope which sanctifies praise him praise him oh hallelujah Jesus said do not rejoice that the, the, the evil forces obey you but rejoice that your name is written in the book of life it's a glorious hope that we live with Jesus oh hallelujah 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 Let's praise Him with all our heart. I ask a couple of people to raise their voices and praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Alleluia. Alleluia. Partiti, partiti. Alleluia, partiti. Ovito, ovito. Alleluia. Partiti. Alleluia. Partiti. Aiote. Aiote, vito. Aiote, vito. Partiti. Aiote. Partiti. Aiote, partiti. Aiote. Aiote,